When I was 16 years old I thought the two coolest things in the world Were skateboarding and music Like playing the guitar And being in a band With a bunch of friends Travel across the land I'll Tell you what Hey everybody, welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are up to episode number 66. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and somewhere out there is Liverpool Neil. Say hi, Neil. Hello, everybody. It's interesting, we just had a new listener write in today that says she was just starting episode one, which just blows my my mind. It's got like 120 hours of entertainment ahead of her. (laughs) I mean, okay, if you were starting a new podcast, like in the 60-odd episodes in, would would you go back to the beginning or would you start at the like the latest one? I've actually done this. What I would do is I would keep up with the new ones, but I would also, when I had extra time, work my way back through the old ones. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I did. Eventually. Well, when we started this thing, we wanted to make it sort of timeless. It wasn't like our goal was, you know, we're not trying to talk about only the current events. News, our right. Hope yeah. Was, yeah. Hope yep. is that, some, that you could grab a jump in at any point and enjoy it and enjoy the music and our, you know, conversation about our adventures that we used to have back when the world wasn't so screwed up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's how I started listening to uh, Punk News was uh, I jumped in on the latest ones. And I tell you the truth, I didn't even go back particularly far because I didn't have time, but it was fine. It was, I was, it was on. Good. So I was on episode number 500. Uh, I've been involved with that for five or six years now, even as I'm kind of weaning myself out of it. But I was on episode number 500, but I haven't, I haven't even listened to it. It must be a monstrosity. It's got to be a couple hours long at least. So basically an average one for us then. <laughs> well, yeah, an average one for us, but it's a couple hours long. But, it, I mean, literally the only talking I got to do was talking to Jackie the Joke Man Martling, who I used to love when he was on Howard Stern when I was a younger man. So it was actually kind of a thrill to talk to him. Sure. The yeah, only, yeah. like, non-punk guest. But the rest of the show, I, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. So hmm. I suspect it's a little uh, much, but we'll see. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to catch them anyway. We're at 66. They're only at 500. Yeah, we should have catch up with him for the a couple of years. Um, <laughs> well, and the thing is, we're doing today. We've been ta- we've been teasing this forever, but the reason we're just getting it together now is because it's actually kind of a pain in the ass. It's kind of a lot of work. <laughs> so we're actually doing. But you volume- people are worth it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and it was this was pretty popular the first time we did it, I think. And I feel like the quality of our submissions is really good again. But we're doing a listener submission episode. Yeah, listeners' bands. Listeners- matter of fact, the next. Probably the next two that Neil and I do sans guest will probably be this because we have so much that we had to divide it up into two. Um, so we'll see. There, so there may be a guest in the middle somewhere there, or we might do two in a row. We will see what happens. Yeah, and some of the bands we know more about than others probably yes. because we've been in touch with some people for ages, and some people it was just like a one-off. You know, oh, here's some tracks from my band or whatever. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, we will try and. It is, it is, it is, there's a lot of that because, so not all of them are going to make it in this first episode. Like I said, we have to split it into two. Because sometimes it'll be like a listener or something like, oh, I used to run this label, you know, 10 years ago. And like, hey, why don't you send us some stuff? Where we're actually soliciting them to send us stuff. Or we might get just get a random message on the Facebook page saying, hey, I'm, you know, Joe Schmo, check out my new single from my band. So it's different levels of involvement, you know? Very true. And, and the fact that is, some of the stuff we're going to play are not active bands that are trying to sell stuff. You know, oh, some of them, that right? some okay. of them are young active bands that are, you know, trying to basically get publicity, but other ones we're just playing, I don't know, 
just just to give a little thrill to you know some guy who put some records out a few years ago. Yeah, that's that's all fair enough. It's all good. And actually, I think it's the mix that makes it strong. I mean, in our first episode that we did listen to bands, which was probably back in the '30s, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the cool things about it. There was a lot of different, well, not different types of music. There was like post-punk and punk, right? But there was some like '80s style punk. There was some, you know, more modern stuff. There was some pop punk. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice mix, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do today. Um, as a matter of fact, I think we should. So we're not gonna do any mail today. I think we should fire right up with a song. And then I actually do have one thing I wouldn't mind talking about. But we're gonna play quite a few songs. It's gonna be pretty heavy, song heavy. Um, but there's a, something in the news today that I would like to talk about. Sure. And we kind of, uh, anyway, I'll, well, let's get back into it later. So uh, two summers ago, Neil. Yes, sir. It's the same weekend that you go to, you go to the Motoblot Festival, typically mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. There's a festival in Milwaukee that I love called Dummerfest, which is a play on Summerfest, you know, the Milwaukee Summerfest. Yeah. Um, and it's an all day thing at a really cool uh venue when i first the first year we went it was still like a metal bar that they were just renting out for a day but now it's actually owned by local punks so and actually i think we might have one of the owners on at some point so i won't say too much more about it but it's at the x-ray arcade and like outskirts of milwaukee it's in cutty actually um but i met a guy there and i pretty much totally forgot about it i actually met a listener or uh, a regular punk news person that i recognized as you know fake stupid name we use on punk news and all that and he introduced me to his friend who was in this band called the DUIs out of Milwaukee. I mean, if you're a band in Milwaukee, you might as well be called the DUIs, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the funny thing was he reached out relatively recently and sent me some DUI stuff. And it's a real cool, like, you know, straight up punk rock band. So we should play them first because I think that, like, kicks it off. We don't want to start anything too too mellow, right? Uh, no, that's a good and it's a good way to start. The fact that you met uh, you. What is the guy's name? Who did you meet? The guy's name is. He actually sent a picture of he sent a picture of him and the other guy, Hello Glue Gun, who's I can't remember his real name, but his punk news name is Hello Glue Gun. But uh, his name is Mark Mark from Milwaukee, and uh, he's in he's in the DUIs. Okay. So let's start out with this DUI song. I think it kicks ass. It's called "Stay Away." Oh! 
There it was, Stay Away by the DUIs from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. So so the one news thing that I would like to talk about a little bit. Um, so Maximum Rock and Roll made a rather dubious move this week. Did you see that? They put out a press release. Hold on, I thought Maximum Rock and Roll was long gone. So Maximum Rock and Roll no longer publishes a physical magazine, but they still have an online presence. Oh, oh okay. And Didn't know that, but okay. Certain- any of us of a certain age, Maximum Rock and Roll was huge. I read it all through the nineties. Yeah, I was uh, most I was most of the early eighties. I was like eighty two through eighty seven or eighty eight or something, yeah. Yes, yeah, I would say I read I read it pretty much consistently through the nineties. Newsprint, you know. The big thing was, even more than the articles, they had a ton of reviews and all the mail order in the back. Yeah, definitely. So, and, yeah. it would, and it would be some little label would buy a half a page, you know, like an uh, up-and-coming label like, you know, Lookout or whatever. But there would also be, like, individual people, like, selling their bands seven inches for, like, $3 postpaid. Yep. So I, I love the magazine. And they had a columns famously from, like, George Tab, um, Rev Norb from Boris Sprinkler, uh, Ben Weasel had a column, Larry Livermore from Lookout Records had a column. So, you know, it was columns and, and reviews. And it was it was a, it was a fun paper, but it, it went the way of most print magazines and just wasn't sustainable anymore. They have a radio show that's semi-listenable. Yeah, they... If they, you, if well, they, they your music and care about any level of personality among the DJs. Well, they play like... Don't they play like old shows from the mid-80s and stuff like that? I, mean, I, I, I know it's a podcast of that where they play like the old shows. Which is interesting, um, actually. But, you know, I, my, my relationship with Maximum Rock and Roll was that I loved it. But the older I got, the more I realized how gatekeeperish it was and how Tim Yo's sort of personal agenda was more important than, you know, like being honest about things. So, and, and we actually talked, I actually asked Dr. Frank about that. It was, a, you know, episode number 65, the last episode. Because I really would like more insight into... Tim Yo is mine. So anybody who comes on who had a relationship with him, I'm going to grill him about that. That's going to become like the new Ramones question. Like we yeah. always ask Ramones. <laughs> but anyway, but they they put out a statement, and, and this is going to make you insane, Neil. So. Oh, boy. Strap in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's, 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 such a, it's such an interesting reaction to things, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to applaud this, but I think it's just pandering white guilt garbage ultimately. Um. Maximum Rock and Roll Collective announced some fairly bold changes to the publication. I'm reading this off Pung News, so this is probably John Gentile's words. The publication has stated that until further notice, they will not publish material by white writers unless the material by the white writer specifically is about bands that are POCs. I guess that's people of colors. People of color. The collective will also now pay black contributors. They never paid before. Um, But only... (laughs) Only they're black contributors. Um, isn't this this is crazy, right? 
This my ma- my mouth is, my jaw is on the floor. This is fucking. I, I mean, talk about reverse racism. That's completely what this is. So basically, it, so basically, we're saying we can only write about black artists, and we're only playing our paying our black writers. Right, you can only write about black artists. So if you're black, fuck you can off. Well, it's strange, right? Seriously, go out of fucking business. Just fuck off. What I have with this is. You know, we, oftentimes we have the wrong goal. We always want everybody to end up at the same place, but we can't do that. There's no way to make everybody end up at the same place. Ultimately, we have to give everybody the same chances. And I don't think Maximum Rock and Roll, if anything, they love diversity among their contributors. So they're sort of trying to deal with like this internal problem that doesn't exist. Seriously, right? It's what? easy. I mean, unless they have, unless they are what they call that they love to talk about systemic racism. This is just a freaking bunch of guilty feeling you know white guilt middle class collective of white kids that are it's it's you know the thing is with it if you go to a punk rock show what is the audience at a typical punk rock show neil yes mainly white dudes it's mostly white dudes right yep and and i don't mean that as in it should be exclusive and that anybody else isn't welcome because that's not what i mean at all everybody should be welcome but it just is that that, that's just the way it is this stuff I mean, I look at punk news, there's a couple of women and a couple of, I don't think we have anybody black. Well, we might, we have, we have one guy who's maybe Indian. Um, and we have, uh, uh, you know, we have an Asian person, we have a, a trans, trans woman, we have a few different things, but it's mostly white dudes and, and, and it's, and we all work together fine. I don't think anybody's not welcome, but I think it's a pretty good representation of what a show would be like. If not, if, if on nothing else, honestly, I think maybe the other, the group's are more overrepresented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But I don't, I, I just, I just, to me, this is, it's, it's insane. It's, it, and once again, you know, call me privileged or whatever, but it's just, I just think this is insanity. But it's so, it's A, it's so far the other way, and B, what, what, what exactly, what exactly are they trying to do? What point are they trying to make? What point are they trying to make? Are they, are they, are they trying to say that black artists don't get covered? Unless they have been racist to this point, and they have been sexist to this point, which I know they haven't, at least not conscious. I mean, I, I don't know, Neil. I just I, every day there's something new that blows my mind. That's true, man. Just when you just when you think you've heard it all, someone else will say something something more fucking stupid. So um, anyway, I mean, listen. Thanks I for getting I, me angry. That's great. It, well, and I haven't <laughs> read the magazine for years, if we're being honest. Good. It deserves not to be read. It deserves well, to go out of business tomorrow. Kind of. Grew away from it. Well, dude, it pretty much is out of business. It's online now only. And they always did like the snarky short reviews that sometimes would get you to buy a record. I mean, I definitely, like, it was bands in the 90s that I got into because they were huge in Maximum Rock and Roll Blank 77 and the Stitches or whatever bands that they raved about. So I actually went and checked them out. But usually they're written by kids who maybe listen to something like two times. Yeah, and it was it was such an institution that even though the kids writing were probably my age or even younger, it still seemed to have a pretty good sway, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Neil, I the only good news I have for you is so you're so close to being a senior citizen, you might actually be able to <laughs> might be able to get in <laughs> get something published. I well, I was just I was just about to say that. So you said that they're playing playing paying black contributors. Yeah. So what happens if I write in and say I'm black? Please well, give what me if some money. Half black. Right. Yes. I mean, I mean, do they have to give me a test to see if I am or not? That's it, right? I mean, right? it's, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, 
I mean, you know, I mean, I've been kind of angry at Razor Cake for getting like that too, because Razor Cake have become oh, gatekeepers. I can roll. They're the new gatekeepers, no right. question. Right, and it's just ridiculous. They've made punk used to be this huge, wide rainbow of all kinds of different political uh, opinions, and uh, you know. It, women were welcome you know everybody was welcome right it was this huge you know from johnny thunders to to crass i mean it was this wide thing but razor cake just wants to make it this very narrow gray thing you know that you have to think this way you have to think this way you have to look this way otherwise you know you're not acceptable just like that fucking meme we see going around on facebook you know yeah. If you're well, punk, was, if you punk, you cannot be this, 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 and this, and this. We need to do like a whole show where all we do is pick apart punk memes. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it is so far away from what it was. I mean, I don't remember there being a rule book when I first got into it. But you know. Meme, all right, let's play another song, and then we'll talk about that meme. That meme when we come back, because Jesus. what that meme is is something different. But anyway. <sighs> okay. All right. So, what do you want to play next <laughs> off this list, my friend? This is a female fronted band from New York, New York. Uh, they worked with Joe Queer. I think that's how they found us. Who's the name of the band? The Bouskateers. Bouskateers. Okay. The Bouskateers, New York, New York. And uh, I, I dig these guys. They got a good. They got a good sound. Old time rock and roll, pop punky kind of sound. And I think this is their newest song. It's either their newest song or their newest video. It seems like a lot of these bands during the quarantine times are kind of making these like uh, cell phone videos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, some of these cell phone videos, I swear, are better than the ones on MTV in, like, the early 80s, right? Oh, no shit. I mean, the cameras, are, I mean, even the cameras in your phone are much better quality than a lot of the, you know, the uh, the VHS cameras they were using back in the day, for sure. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is the Los Couture's in New York, New York. We're going to play the, a song called Maybe One Day. I think this is probably the longest song we're going to play. It's called Maybe One Day.
There it was. Maybe one day by the Louseketeers. Not to be yes. confused with the Mouseketeers. Do the Mouseketeers even still exist anymore? I have no Mickey idea. Mouse Club and shit? They probably all sued like Disney for being molested or something. <laughs> like Boy Scouts and the <laughs> you know, Alter Boys. I, I have no idea. Okay. I was cast a, well, you cast a wide net right there, my friend. I mean, it all makes, just makes me think of the Dickies. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 that's right. They had that. Yeah, we actually Cold War. We actually had a skateboard with that Mickey Mouse with a with a Hitler mustache. We actually well, there's like the stupid skull cap Mickey Mouse thing, right? Mm. Well, there was a logo for the Dickies that was like Mickey Mouse, but with a Hitler mustache. Nice. So so we actually had that as our graphic on our on our Cold War Dickies deck. Don't tell anybody. You're gonna get us thrown off the internet. It's the Dickies, man. The Dickies have already got enough shit, right? They pulled enough yes. shit through in that whole nonsense. Do you get the double canceled? See, see, when we do episode sixty-nine, the Dirty Show, I mean, we should really we should play Dickies to show everybody how ridiculous people have gotten. Right. I mean, oh, this certainly. Is a, yeah. Dirties now, Dwarves and the Dickies, two institutions. Oh, that was going to be a good one, man. With Fang and the Meat Men, and oh my God, it's going to be a good one. Everyone's good, you know. But the thing is. I have a parental e- warning. Equal opportunity, uh, disgusting. You know what I mean? Equal opportunity insulters. It's not just going to be one one type of person or whatever. It's going to be everybody. So that one's going to be a good so, one. So, you know, there's there's a meme going around. And it says, you cannot be, and it's getting, the thing is, Neil, and you've, I, I don't know how many different punk groups you're in on the internet, but I'm on a shitload, right? Yeah. Like the old man one with you with all the English guys. Yep. And I'm in the BI, BYO one, which is basically the punk rock bowling crowd. I'm in the new lookout group. I'm in a smaller pop punk group, a bunch of Ramones groups. I'm in all these groups, right? Yeah. That's going to every group. Right. And it's it basically says you cannot be punk and this and this and this. And and the fact of the matter is, I don't necessarily disagree with the content of what they're saying. I, I, I don't want to be any of those things. But also I think it's more annoying that they're telling me what I can and can't do. Hundred percent. Yep. Not only that, but but this this is really just you know, I, I know we bo- you love this term, and I've taken to using it too. Where they're they're essentially just uh, what what do they call that, Neil? Look, uh, virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. Yeah. This is how righteous I am. Right. Let me show. I need adulation for how righteous I am. Yep. Exactly. Look at like, me. Look how open-minded I am. Just how many of these people? I mean, you know, there was another record label in England. That I never, I, I don't have the name in front of me, Neil. Another record label in England, much like the Burger Records thing, came out that the owner, you know, London, London-based. Man, I have to Google, I have to hit the Googs again. But London-based, uh, yeah, record label that I never heard of, which is not surprising. A bunch of bands I never heard of had been accused of sexual misconduct, and all his employees jumped ship, and and all the bands quit, and all that. Which, listen, if the guy's a rapist, they should. Well, rape but, is uh, different than sexual misconduct. Those are two very different things. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't know exactly what the situation was, but everybody just keeps piling on, piling on. But anyway, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Let's play another song. Well, no, you were talking about the, you were talking, dude, we just I just played a song like two minutes well, ago. We're doing today, playing songs, Neil. <laughs> no, but you were just talking about that stupid meme and all the groups you're in and, and how it's been in like every single group that you've been that, in. That, it seems to be... Yeah, I just there's there's nothing more annoying to me than people telling me, telling me, uh, you know, and I know you feel the same way. It's like, don't tell me what punk means. Don't tell me what it means to be a punk. Yep. And then you see people agreeing with them and saying, they really should. We really should put our head together and decide what the rules are. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just fuck off. Yes. Yes. Just, yep. just kick me out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm I'm prepared. 
to be, you know, once again, to go back to that Roman Catholic term, I'm prepared to be excommunicated from punk. I don't, I don't care. I don't even really recognize what it's become, honestly. And well, to, well, to me, to me, they're not, they're not punk, and, any, they're not punk in any way, shape, or form. So, because they're just conformists, right? I don't want to just all these geezers that don't like anything that came on after 1983. I don't want to do that, but man, they're pushing me, Neil. They're pushing me. No, but it's it's uh, they just don't understand that the, it, narrowing your view of everything isn't improvement. Well, and and and, and, and giving people a rule book is not. Im- and, and even that, have your whatever, have your rules, but but a don't expect me to follow them, and b don't be so intimidated by other ideas. Yes, and and exactly, exactly, yeah. We yeah. talked about that. We, we hit that a little bit briefly with Dr. Frank, um, too, about how this free speech movement started in Berkeley, you know, which is the ultimate irony because it's literally the center of, you know, the least free speech part of the country now. Everything's hate speech. But, you know, when they first started the free speech movement, the students in the 60s, they had all kinds of people that they didn't agree with come. And they didn't shout them down. They let them talk because if you can't win an argument intellectually, you're certainly not going to win it with your fists. Right. So listen to what the Nazi has to say, because he's not going to convince anybody. Right. Don't be intimidated by his stupid philosophy. I mean, you don't... Uh... Well, and, and, and the whole tenet of free speech is you might not like it, but you, you don't have the right to stop it. Yeah. You don't have to agree with it, and you don't even have to watch it, but you don't have the right to stop it, because who is, who is the one then making... Who is the arbiter of those decisions, and who's the arbiter of what's right and what's wrong and, what's, and what is acceptable and what can be heard and what isn't? Because then, basically, you become a fascist state yourself. Because you're well, deciding for everybody else what they can and they cannot listen to. And when, when it turns to violence, then it needs to be dealt with. But I, I, ideas as violence is sort of a, a sketchy, sketchy thing. You know? Listen, I got into it with someone last week on Facebook. Oh, and I was be like, I can't believe you're saying people should listen to Nazis. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really saying that. What I'm saying no, is, I know, don't dude. Be you know, I know you're not. I know you're not. I, but... Ideology. But I, I mean, I, and here's what it is. A lot of this is coming from a place of ignorance too. Like last week. So on one of the groups I'm in, someone posted a picture okay. of um, so, it, it was the foreskin single one law for them, which, okay. as everybody knows, I only vaguely know that. Um, that was about the rich, one law for the rich, one law for everybody else, and it even went as far as having on the front cover of the single it was a bunch of like guys in top hats and shit at some, you know, fancy race course or something like that i mean it's completely obvious what the song is about but somehow this guy turned it into well this is a completely racist song by a racist band i'm like you dude you don't you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you're just talking out of your ass just because yeah. and if you look for racism everywhere then you're going to find it everywhere you know what i mean and well, i pro- and, again, I, and, I, and I proved to him i proved to him what the song was about and he was like oh okay well uh, and, and, and this knee-jerk reactionary stuff to everything and not being able to tell the difference between something being racial and racist. Uh, Neil, let's play those. One. <laughs> okay, what do, you, what do you want to hear, my friend? How about, uh, how about something Italian? How was that? Oh, want to go something Italian? Yeah. Uh, okay, then we'll come back. We're just, just, just like today is just like the airing of the grievances. Yeah. So um, you tell me about, uh, so, tell me about so this band, Latte. Oh, Latte. Okay, so they're, they're, they started like 1997. Okay. Uh, and they are pure Ramones worship from Italy. And they're quite excellent, actually. And our buddy Kenny Prorock here in Illinois area 
is I know trying to get their records out or helping get their records distributed here in America. So we don't have to pay all that crazy foreign postage that you love so much. <laughs> well, so, so is, is it Latte or Latte Plus? What's the deal with I, the name? I don't know if it's Latte Pew or Latte Plus. I guess I'm not exactly sure, but you know what they're named after is the milk bar in uh, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, interesting. Yes. I mean, Latte means, I don't know, milk, right? That means milk. So, yeah, Latte means milk, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I know some of their like their one of their best known albums is called No More Than Three Chords. It has like a cow in the front. Okay. So let's do so so like I said, these guys are pure Ramones worship. Kiko is a friend of mine, and I, I think he's a pal of yours online too, and I've I've written about his records and stuff. And Kiko? I, we have a, Kiko is how you pronounce that. Kick boy face, okay. Kiko is like the singer guitar player. And uh I would actually love to have him on, but I don't think his English is good enough. Mm, okay. So it'd be like I mean, they, we'd prove once and for all what racist we were when we made fun of his bad Italian accent, right? Be like, tell your mama to bring her the pizza. <laughs> Shut up in your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, but he, he sings in English, right? Yeah, he does. Okay. And it's sort of, I always find it kind of charming when non-English speakers speak in English with yeah. their songs. Because it's like not quite right. It's, it's sort of like your cousin who got kicked in the head by a cow when he was a kid. Just like slight. <laughs> Holy shit. Slight. <laughs> we need to well, listen, dude, he speaks, trust me, he speaks English a whole lot better than I speak Italian. Mm-hmm. Well, you just spoke. You just spoke it pretty well before when exactly. you were asking for some spaghetti or whatever it was. Over there and smack at you in the head. <laughs> All right, which, which which song are we gonna hear? <laughs> Let's do uh, every. Oh, I love this song, and and I I think this this actually is true of me growing up because my mom hated most of my music, but she never disliked the Ramones, and I think it was because kind of reminder of like the beach boys or something okay but yeah this is this so this is latte plus latte pew latte from italy doing everybody listens to the ramones even my mom Latte plus pew, whatever, however it's pronounced, with everybody listens to the Ramones, even my mom. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I'll tell you what, there's, there's a lot of decent uh, Ramones core bands from Italy. It's crazy how many there are, actually. The European Ramones core bands, I tend to like more than the Americans Ramones core bands. I think it's because they do a more pure version of it. They do. That's true. American bands always try to, like, mess with the formula. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you're not going to make it better. Just stop screwing it up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
So, boy, here's my my other irritation in in the lookout. So there's a new lookout group. Lookout is having peak nostalgia lately. Lookout records, which went out of business, what, 10 yeah, years ago? Early 2000s. Okay. Mid 2000, maybe 2005 or something. I guess I'm not actually 100% sure because it was sort of off my radar by the time it went out. I was definitely the 90s was the peak for me. Uh, but there's a group, and it's it's a lot of fun, actually. And, and, like, somebody in the group owns all 300 releases and every day puts a picture of a new one up. And it, it's a fun group, honestly. I like it. But some guy felt the need to make a post. Oh, boy, here we go. That said, I can't even listen to the queers anymore because of Joe Queer, and it makes me cringe. And about 40% of the people probably went on there and said, oh, I know, he's a hardcore Republican, he loves cops and hates, and, and you and I both know that's not, not true at all. But you know what, you know what, you know what, to stop there, even if it was, so what? So what? Mm-hmm. It's a free country. Guess what, everybody? It's a free country. You're allowed. Not, you're allowed to have an opinion. He's not. His politics are far more nuanced than that. Like everybody. I mean, politics used to be nuanced. Now it's like, if you vote for him, you're a Nazi, and if you don't vote for, I'm sorry, you vote for you. These freaking geriatric racists. You're not doing well. Um, geriatric rapist racists are running for president. <laughs> That's a good name for a but, band. Uh, what the ge- geriatric rapists? <laughs> but anyway. Um, uh. Thank was you. It? Anyway, but yeah, but and and then it's like forty percent piles on. The other sixty percent, like, just shut up and, and you know whatever. I still love those records. But what what, what makes it, it that? I mean, that's just prime virtue signaling too, right? I mean, what would make somebody want to do that? Well, again, basically what it's saying is, I don't like your politics, so I'm not gonna ever gonna listen to you ever again. How stupid! How stupid does that sound? How stupid does that sound? I'm so righteous, I won't listen to that. Baby. Right. Right. Yeah, but, and I'm going to make opinions, even though I'm completely 100% wrong, just like that Foreskins guy I was talking about before. But there's there's bands I don't like. They're politics. And maybe I don't listen to them. Maybe I do. I always, I always joke that if I didn't listen to bands I dislike their politics, I wouldn't have anything to listen to. But I don't go on Facebook groups preaching my virtue for not, you know. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know who irritates me, Neil? Rage Against the Machine. Yeah supposed to be this hardcore political group always have been operating within the corporate machine their entire existence of their band yeah how, that's how, true that's true righteous when they literally have been you know pro corporate their whole careers well made a ton of money off the machine off the so-called machine that they're always raging against to me that's you know i just i, I don't care about them uh, and but i don't go online and say oh you know who sucks rage against the machine well, of course, I've, I'm. I guess I'm telling a few hundred people right now that I think they suck, but well, I've had this argument. I mean, decent jams from the first album, but I've, it didn't need. I've I've had this argument with people that we've interviewed before about Billy Bragg because everyone always thinks Billy Bragg is this. Uh, he's like Bragg's, the north the north star of virtue and socialism, right? And um, I did a little bit of digging. Yeah. Do you know where our friend Mr. Billy Bragg lives? Does he live in a, in a little flat in the middle of London? You know where he may be a you know. Where does he live, and how often does he beat his wife, Neil? Two, Tell uh, us. two up, two down. He lives in a three and a half million pound mansion in the middle of the English countryside. One law for them, Neil. One this law is the them. this is the guy. This is the guy that rails against uh, you know consumerism and against uh, commercialism and all that kind of shit all the time. And he lives in this huge fucking mansion in the middle of you know the middle of the most well-to-do people in the it whole is, country. It is interesting, you know. I don't think the two things have to be mutually exclusive, but it is sort of strange seeing all these people that have made their 
money off the back of the working man now sort of trying to be all righteous about it well that that's fine but don't keep stills trying to sing songs about you know about again about the working man and about how bad uh, capitalism is and shit like that you know what i mean Where's springsteen dude the guy's worth more than the pope and he's still singing songs about i can see the factory from my bedroom window it's like shut up dude well, does he, though? I mean, maybe he does still live in New Jersey. I have no idea. Where the fuck does that guy live? Maybe he, he still does. guarantee the wall's tall enough he's not seeing any freaking factories. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he owns a few. I have no idea. I mean, but... Whatever. Do, do your thing. I, I, don't, I don't care one way or the other, but it is, it's, you know. <laughs> Man, you know, it's a lot of bitterness. This has been a, been a rough week, huh? Lots of bitterness. It has been a rough week. I, I got yelled at by a woman today in my cafeteria for fucking take, daring to take my mask off while I was drinking coffee. I'm talking to my friends, sitting down. Waterboard yourself when you drink your coffee? Dude, Leave I, the cloth up your mouth? I get, dude, seriously, it was all I like, could do to bite my tongue and not ask this bitch who she was. I mean, literally. Simulate drowning when you drink your coffee. It was like, I, I've never seen it before. And she suddenly just bee, beelines towards me and says that. Do you mind putting your mask back on if you're just sitting there? I was like, I no. actually didn't say a word, which was just as well. I was trying to figure in my head, can this? Can she get me fired? That's basically what was going through my head. If you get fired, you won't be able to afford to buy more records. <laughs> well, exactly. So that the, that was the thought that was going through my head before I said no. anything back. So, but it's right. just, just that's oh, yeah, annoying. And now the fucking cats are bothering me too. All right, I actually feel a little better now that I got this stuff off my chest and we've alienated half, half our audience. See, I don't, and I'm betting we haven't alienated. I bet half our audience is fucking cheering right now because Maybe. because they feel left behind by their stupid shit, too. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of, we're going to do another Italian band, actually. Oh, we are? Who are we doing? We're going to do Beater's Band. One word, Beater's Band. Beater's Band, that is not a good name for a band. Yeah, listen, take it up with the Italians. <laughs> They should be called Der Mussolini. They should be called or something like that. Big book about World War II, and it sounds to me like if you had to fight the Italians, you don't really have anything to worry about. Unless they, have their, unless they have their German friend with them, you'll be fine. I was worried about. I was always wondered about that because obviously, back in like ancient Roman times, they were the most kick-ass yeah. army in the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, come come like nineteen twenties through the nineteen forties, they would just you know take one look at you and put up the white flag, right? Have Hitler come and save you like your daddy. Boy, oh boy. We always, we always said how many gears are in an Italian tank? Four, four in reverse and one to go forward in case they attack from the back. So. <laughs> wow, we're being very insulting to the Italians today, man. I would really, uh, my wife and I dream to go to Italy. It's definitely on our list. I hope you recognize me when I'm there. Yeah, hey, well, I'm, yeah. I'm English. You heard you guys talking bad about the boot. I'll give you the boot. <laughs> Well, what accent was that? I don't know. I don't it was know. Pakistani, I think. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, Beaters Band, yes, sir. It's what are we doing? Anyway, so the Beaters Band is Leo from, who used to play bass in Latte. Okay. And I think like his, his partner, like his domestic partner, they're like a female-fronted trio. I think her name is Donatella. And she plays guitar and sings, and Leo plays bass, and they got a drummer, and they do all like oldie songs, like sixty songs. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. I gotta tell you, if if you walked into a bar on a Saturday night and there was live music, and you're like, "Oh, I really didn't want live music on a Saturday night," this would be the band you want to hear. They just do great like versions of oldie songs. There's nothing particularly daring about their interpretations or anything. They just kind of do these cool oldie songs. So we'll actually do 
Then he kissed me. So this is a cover of, I think, The Crystals? Yes. Correct. Oh, Beater's Band. Then he kissed me. When you walked on me and asked me I wanted to dance Then you came as a soulmate taking a chance When you danced me in me die When you walked me all tonight All the stars were shining bright And then he kissed me He tells you in my cool when I see him again band then he kissed me fantastic song we're halfway halfway through our song list neil and i've run out of people to insult so <laughs> oh, it's okay i've got plenty baby <laughs> actually you know what maybe the next band you can insult because no forget it <laughs> so <laughs> what, what else been going on with what, you what do you mean by that no nothing we nothing i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to it yes so um, how many days how many days a week are you back at work then um we actually got to, so I was only like two days a week, like back in the office, that is, you know, apart from working from home. So we were back in the office. I was back in Mondays and Wednesdays. And then other people would come in Tuesdays and Thursdays, like they would stagger people, right? But we sure. got told last week that anybody in phase three, and that's me, we're now supposed to go back to our regular working hours. So I'm supposed to be going so in, in every day. In phase three? What's that? So Chicago's in phase three? Oh no, what? no, this was this was this was an AbV thing. This is a this is my oh, my company internal. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is internal. So I'm in phase three. So I'm supposed to be going back every day, which is fine with me. I I enjoy being back in the office. So if you're I'm in not... stage three. I assume maybe like the biggest asshole there is a four. If you're a three, right? Yeah, <laughs> got to be pretty close to maxed out, right? <laughs> yeah. The woman well, who told you to put your mask on if you weren't directly pouring coffee down your hole. Well, if I see her again tomorrow, she's going to catch it from me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask her exactly who she is. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm Excuse supposed. To, I'm, yeah, so I'll be I'll be fired this time next week. Um, well, she was wearing scrubs too. Like she was some kind of high end doctor walking around in the fucking AV cafeteria. It's just knock it off. Interesting. Dude, um, she's probably doing testing for the new vaccine for COVID nineteen, which won't work next year for COVID twenty. <laughs> yes. 
I don't, Maybe volunteer. Don't say I. I'd be happy. I'd be, be happy like to a, do that. I mean, usually I know. Usually they only practice on very cruelly on animals, but you'd be human subject. <laughs> this, this show has just gone off the rails officially, man. Uh, anyway, I'm supposed to be back. <laughs> this yet. Our last episode, we just toss it in the trash. Say, so, you know what? I mean, we don't put that one out. Yeah, even the cats are telling me shut the hell up. Um, the cats are usually they just attack your sack with their razor sharp claws, but they're uh, just giving you the look, right? Yeah, they are. These ones just meowing at me. I believe meowing at me. Um, piss off the Italians. Well, you got to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'll be back in. I'll be back in full time supposedly. But I don't mind it. I enjoy being back in the office. I do. I'm not. I'm not frightened of being around people and all that shit. And I, that doesn't bother me in the least. Frightened. And frightened of being around you. Good. That's the way. That's the way I like it. <laughs> That's the way I like it, baby. I don't want to live forever. There you go. Yeah. So, boy, how about you? Are you back in? Are you back in your um, in your swamp or wherever you work? See, my job has always been what you what's considered essential because I'm an you know I work in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did take precautions earlier in the year, but no, we're back, we're back to work, and and I'm glad because we you know we do a lot of summer maintenance stuff, and we got a lot of work to do, and we got behind, and I think we're pretty much caught up now. That's cool. So yeah, we uh. And, you know, it's the same thing. I, I, I guess I'd rather be at work. My wife's back to work. Uh, not quite was, which is okay. Kids are back, kids are back at school. Instead of playing sports, I was at a tennis match earlier today. Tell so, me about yeah. that. Tell me, tell everyone about that nonsense, because that's going to get me angry as well. <sighs> so your son plays tennis, and he's a good tennis player. And they make, they're making the kids wear masks while they play tennis outside. Did everybody get that? Outside, they're making the kids wear masks while they're playing tennis outside. What? Who? Who the fuck are they giving the virus to while they're playing tennis? Exactly. In charge of high school sports. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty irritated about it too. I think it's. I don't think there's any science behind it. These kids never get close together. You know, we're sitting in the stands outside. And I'm sitting by my wife, and there's nobody else within six feet of me. But we're wearing our, you know, we're wearing our masks outside too. It's it's just it's uh... it's just it's just usually common sense. Yeah, if you're in wrestling, I could see maybe making the kids wear masks or doing something like that where there's but, physical contact. Yeah, but they're playing wrestling. tennis. For fuck's sake! Watch wrestling. Wrestling. They can't even keep their headgear on, which are strapped on like crazy. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just zero chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. I I feel you know it's like I'm I've adapted to what I had to do to go about my daily life with my mask or whatever. But I do feel bad for these kids. I I don't I don't think it's, you know, and and we know that the risk to these kids is is virtually zero. Uh, and I understand that it's not only them we have to worry about. It's the older folks and yeah, they could pass it to me. God damn it! You know, I'm yeah. almost in I'm almost in that area in the area. Even you are in a very, very, very low risk group. Right. But uh, anyway, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think. I don't know. I hope that. Uh, I, I've kind of written off twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, what I do now for fun is like, you know, go bitch, on bitch on the internet. <laughs> you no, know, on the internet, and I see like major cities that I could like want a vacation in. What they're doing. Yeah. Is Las Vegas back open? Uh, I have no idea. To tell you the truth. No idea. Places that I absolutely would love to go shoot down to this fall and have a little break with my wife, and I would love to go. Hey, you went to Logan's Sport already, or, or uh, New Orleans or something, but I'm not going to. 
we did to the Midwest of the 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 Las Vegas of the Midwest, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, listen, that's not reached a point in our life where we can, you know, generally afford to go on nicer vacations in Indiana, America's most affordable vacation <laughs> destination. As <laughs> the crossroads of the of the Midwest, is that what that's called? I've been there like four times this year. Yeah. And I'm enjoying. I'm not. I'm not anti-Indiana. I, I like Indiana quite a bit. It's good people down there. Yeah. A little piece of Canada right in the middle of the country. Yeah. Oh, and you know, when, and talking about Indiana, so we were talking to our friend Matt Swisher from the Record Farm today. I ordered something from them on Record Store Day, uh, and sure enough, don't, do, don't 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 complain about the post office. Typical of the USPS, I tracked it today. It's supposed to be coming from Indiana right to me, which is the next state over. Somehow, my package is in New Jersey. One hundred thirty miles. Somehow my package is in New fucking Jersey. Completely the opposite direction. May as well they may as well enter the fucking North Pole next. Maybe. I had that same situation where it oh. I was from the West Coast. It shot right past me to like Pittsburgh or something. It's like, what? I mean, who was running this? I don't know. I don't know. Some people think the president's trying to sabotage it. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. So what's up next, buddy? What's up? What song are we going to play next? Office. People don't like it. They only like it when we talk bad about Italians. <laughs> What's next? Yes. What song are we playing next? And I already forgot where this band was from. So, so who are we it's, doing? It's, it's called Idle Minds. Idle Minds. Idle Minds. Did you get a chance to check this out? Um, no. Uh, you it's, said you sent me the you sent me the link, and I went and downloaded it. And all I know is it's got a picture of a burning car on the front, so it's very um very timely. Yes. Well, it's so it's called the band is called Idle Minds, one word, and they are very good at what they do. Very, uh, just a really well produced sound and very slick. And I didn't, I just liked them on Facebook. Um, Where are they from? It reminds me very much of Pennywise. Pennywise. Yes. Okay. Not the not the dancing clown. The (laughs) the the dancing clowns. Yes, exactly. But it's really, I mean, it's really, like I said, it's really well done. Um, where are they? Maryland or something? Dang it. Where are they from? Anyway, I think they're from Maryland. It's one of those things when you look it up on Discogs, there's like a thousand idle minds, you know what I mean? Yep. They're from Waldorf, Maryland. Um, yeah, very slick. Definitely kind of got that, uh, you know, that fat sound. Mm-hmm. Backboard sound. So, yeah, so let's. So this is the title track from their EP. Which is so, brick by brick, right? So yeah, we're going to play Idle Minds, brick by brick.
Watching the city fall apart. Idle Minds, brick by brick by brick, and uh, I'm assuming if you wanted to buy this stuff, I assume you could, right? You could find it on Bandcamp or something like that, right? I mean, most of these things we've played so far, you could actually buy their releases, right? We put this up when we in, when we put it up on Facebook that this show is ready to go. We will try to tag those bands as many as possible. Okay, so you said so, they had a Facebook presence, right? Idle Minds. I think all these bands we've done so far have been are still active. Okay, good. We're good. Gonna, I know we're going to do at least one that one that isn't. So okay, it's going to be great too because all these local bands will be like, "Oh, it's cool, we got played on this podcast." Uh, don't listen to the rest of us because it's just a couple of guys being toxic, <laughs> bitching about Italians and maximum rock and roll, and promoting Nazism and all kinds of vile <laughs> vile stuff. <laughs> yeah, Mocking well. I'll tell you what, going going back to the Maximum Rock and Roll thing again, and and for a second, just very very much back in the day, man. I used to love it because, like you said... Hands all black? No, well, that. There was the shitty newsprint that used to drive me crazy. But then, um, you know, there was all those ads, like you said, in the back for bands or for labels or stuff like that. So, I mean, going back, I don't know if you did this because you were 10 years later than me, but back 82, 83, 84, I would actually... And I was living in England back then. But I would write to these bands in California or Portland or wherever they were. And uh, it was old snail mail. But it would be the coolest thing in the world when you yeah. got back in the mail, like a package with had like a, like a demo cassette and some stickers. And maybe I mean, the band Doggy Style even sent me a t-shirt once, for God's sakes, just for writing in and saying, you know, how much I like the band or whatever. And um, so that's the way it used to be back in the day, man. It was all done snail mail. And I had a, I had a huge like address book of addresses for all these bands and stuff like that. If I ever went to the States, you know, a place maybe I could hang out and stay or whatever. Um, hmm. It was just, yeah, it was all it was all pen pal back then. It was very, very cool. And we had this underground thing where when you sent this, you know, self-addressed stamped envelope or whatever, but you would put like a layer of soap over the stamps. So then when they got the postmark oh, on them, just wipe them off you could wipe it off and use the stamps oh again. Yeah, remember the post office is failing. <laughs> we had this, yeah, yeah we had this whole stupid. thing down. Yeah, we used to soap the stamps, and I had I had pen pals in Australia, all over the world, basically back then. I just I remember, you know, the thing I loved about it was, you know, most seven inches at that time were two to three dollars. Yeah, and most were like three dollars postpaid, and even overseas they were only like five. Right. Postage foreign postage now is so crazy. Yeah, I was looking today. But, someone wants to wait twenty five bucks for an album or something like that. I, I wish mean, I shipping. Bought, I wish I would have made you know because everything was so easy to get and all the bands had this stuff. And now I'm buying these same things for like fifteen bucks a piece because I didn't buy them back in the day and I'm having this weird nostalgia trip. Yeah. I blame at least partially on you and at least partially on the Thank fact you. that I can't go to shows. Yeah. Well, definitely that. Yeah. But I'm sort of trying to fill the hole in my soul with these little seven inch pieces of plastic. Oh. Exactly. So oh, cry for me, the Italian hater. <laughs> So, 
That's why they called the beaten band. Because you know, the Italians were always beaten. Some old Maxim rock and rolls in the basement. Oh, you still do? See, I think I got rid. I think my mom threw all mine away. Very, but I think if you take the old newsprint and you rub it on your face, <laughs> you won't be able to get them to pay you for your articles. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, that's offensive. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember making the joke a while back, or like when we first started, about how you'll never like find any videos of us going blackface or anything. You know, never find any embarrassing videos of us. No, we no. We see, but if we were fine. We were absolutely fine for that in England because we never used to dress up. Halloween wasn't a thing, and uh, if anyone would say, "What do you dress up in fancy dress?" I'd be just like, "What the f- fuck off? What am I, an idiot? Am I going to clown so the, myself even for you?" Kids, even the kids don't. Uh, maybe these days they do because it's got all got very Americanized. But when I was a kid back in the seventies, God no, that wasn't anything. So America's that you ruined. Do. America's ruined everything. Like because I remember reading this thing about how, like in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day was considered a, a like a sacred family holiday. Yeah. And now, like if you go to Ireland, they had to like be drunken people passed out in the street because that's what Americans expect. Have you ever been to Chicago on on uh, on St. Patrick's? Been I have not. It's a fucking nightmare stay away for green and it just drunk people throwing up all over the... it's just a fucking nightmare from start to finish it is horrible staying around here Neil. yeah no not but, really but, but but then again i did I, you know what <laughs> i've seen that picture of you down in the logan's port with like a green fucking plastic bowl hat on <laughs> which bar was that in by the way Is that which bar was that was that photo taken in was it was it was that the one that i met you in so I don't think it was there, but we went to see St. Patrick's Day was on Sunday that year, so they kind of celebrated on the 16th, which is when the sloppy played at the State Theater. So yeah, we. Uh, I am sorry, I did not know when to say when. <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> you and what was that guy's name? Elvis something. Oh, Clownvis. Yeah. Yeah, Clownvis. Yeah, Clownvis. <laughs> Man, those might be too embarrassing. I might not be able. To, I might have posted those on there. I think you did. Yeah, on our Facebook page, if you want to look at that, it's pretty. You know, we've, we've actually got to do better at that. We haven't. We actually haven't been posting enough stuff up on the page, Facebook that. page. Pretty much all I post is new episode links. Much. I, I, and I do have pictures of my Pillow Fortress of Solitude on my phone. I just need to post them. Yeah. Okay. You've been promising that for six Maybe months. I'll do that tonight. Yeah. Anyway. Sure, you will. Yeah. First, you can get a hold of us, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, and Punk. Till I die, seventy-seven at Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I've told you numerous times that actually, Punk Till I Die seventy-seven is on Facebook as well. But it's weird to say that though. If you look at if you look at the URL at the top of the page when you when you're in there, it actually does say Punk Till I Die seventy-seven. High tech crap, you know. And that's two L's. Punk Till T I L L. So yes. for all those thousands of people who've been rising in letters to T I L, <laughs> we haven't been getting them. <laughs> mm. So sorry about that. I'm sure we've been getting a lot of exciting offers to uh, take the show to Anthony. To go fuck ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> we think you guys are going to be the next Howard Stearns. We want to put you on AM radio all over the country or something. Yeah. yeah. This next so, this, this next part of the show is brought to you by... <laughs> well, I told you who our sponsors would be. Viagra, Seattle's. I know, what, we, we know our saying? demographic. It's going to be all boner pills. <laughs> boner pills. Yeah. Well, I reached out to, I actually reached out to a female um, artist today, uh, a few days ago, and uh, to see if we could break the sausage fest, and uh, I got no response whatsoever. So. You're just some creep. 
Yeah, for maybe. I, no, I said this long letter about explaining who we were and how many episodes we've done and who we've had on so far, you know, just to prove that we're not like just fucking psychos and uh, nothing. She was right to think you're a creep, Neil. I hope we, not. We'll break that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that eventually here. We yeah, will. Maybe. We're we'll, not, we, we would actually love to have a little diversity. Oh, exactly. Yeah, He's we would. Banned. We're not going to like ban all white guests until we get, you know. Until we get diversity, we're we're working on it, dude. That would be that would be the equivalent of what Maximum Rock and Roll has done, right? It would be like we we're not having any we're not having any white guests. So we can have female. Yeah, we're not gonna have any more white guests until we. Yeah, that would be that would be great. That'd be really great. Speaking of white guests, speaking of somebody that so we had my pal Greg on. I don't know quite a few episodes ago. Right? <laughs> that was a man. That's a segue. That was pretty tough. Well, <laughs> he's about as white as I get. Yeah, it's true. It was from Indiana, right? So there you go. Lafayette. So we um Lafayette. It's, it's literally it wasn't like a celebrity guest. But he was like the only guest we had on where we played none of his music at all. That's right. He played like a greatest his punk greatest yeah, we hits or whatever. Thing. And it actually turned out to be kind of fun, that like hardcore tournament thing. Where people were voting on their favorite hardcore albums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or Facebook page. It was it actually turned out to be quite a lot of fun. But we so we were kind of like promoting that. So we didn't play any of his stuff. So let's play a Greg song. He plays in a couple different bands. He plays in a band with his wife uh, called Outdoor Valor, which is more of a indie rock thing. Um, and she sings. And he plays in like a pretty cool, noisy punk rock band called Don't Try to Copy Me, Neil. Don't try to say it after I say it. Doppelpopple. Yeah, you might remember the show when I was making fun of his band's name. Yes. So I want to right the wrong of not playing a Doppelpopolis song by playing a Doppelpopolis song. So we're going to play Birdman of Lafayette. Check it out. It's weird, weird, cool, noisy punk rock stuff. Okay. Birdman of Lafayette.
There you go. Double bobbleless is bubble. <laughs> Double populous. Birdman of Lafayette. Yes. By Greg. Anyway. Yes. So where are we at? One, two, three. We're yes, we are We are seven songs deep. I think we have two more to go in this episode. Because seriously, we have everybody. We have 16. We had 16 listener, um, listener songs. More. Easily have enough for two two episodes like this, even though I must, I must say I don't know that I have much vitriol left. Yeah, you sound spent, buddy. You sound, <laughs> you sound spent. The thing is, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm like an anti-social political guy. I don't really like mainstream politics. And I don't really want to talk about it. And it's not that I'm not political, because I am. I love to argue about that stuff. Love to talk about all that stuff. But this, this is—that's never what I wanted this to be about. I just wanted to be fun, you know, mm-hmm. like escape from your miserable life for a while, just listen to a couple of lunatics and listen, play some songs or whatever. I'll tell you what. You went to—it was a long weekend, right? It was Labor Day weekend. Didn't you go to some more of your favorite, like, um, record—not uh, record stores. Um, what's it called? You went. Uh, to at like antique stores and stuff like that again this weekend, didn't you? Didn't you find some good stuff? <laughs> Actually, we did a day trip. So I have this issue where I remodel my basement and I have like thousands of CDs, like thousands. Like like I had two six by six shelves that were just packed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had these homemade shelves and they kind of sucked. And I remodeled my basement and they're like a little too wide now. So I either had to like pop them up or something but so we actually took a day trip and went to oh you're gonna love this Neil. we went to ikea oh okay no ikea is always a fun time did you get the uh the big question did, did you get this dude did you, in 2020 is not a fun time period did, but did you get the swedish meatballs the cafe is closed oh fuck yes mm. which is ironic because sweden didn't shut down anything yeah that's true enough man they should they should be open all the time right it's very yeah. true well, i found a chair she really liked out of stock you know it was just it was but uh, no, it was cool. But I was what I was looking for was like CD shelves. Okay, yeah. Apparently, I'm the last man in America looking for them because nobody cares, nobody has them. So, but do they have vinyl shelves? That's the that's the thing because I need uh, more specifically, really. But they make those cubby cubicle things that are like yep. have like the twelve inch. That's what I have, yeah. But uh, that's what I have. But I need more because I'm pretty much completely packed now. But I know you're talking about moving. Who do you think is going to help you move up those records? That's why you pay people to move your baby. Well, you're going to pay some two men in a truck to move your precious records. Dude, this is, this is records are fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, they're heavy and they're breakable too. Yeah, they're heavy and they're heavier than I mean, shit. How many people reach out to us when we talk record collecting and say, my whole collection was stolen or I lost my collection in a fire or the movers spawn shop. Hmm. All right, we haven't had that one yet, but it happened. No, I mean, like, will there be like a few that you put in a box and put in your own car? Probably not. No, I think it'll be fine. I'm not concerned. You're a very trusting, man. I'm not concerned. I'll just put them into boxes and you know whatever. Just make sure they're double taped or something like that. But and hopefully, I will be moving sometime in the next six to nine months. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but no, hold on a second. Never mind IKEA. Never mind IKEA. Didn't you go to some? Didn't you buy some records or something this weekend somewhere? Yeah, I actually I actually bought a couple at a flea market. No, flea market, say, that's where you are, flea market. That's like you went antiquing. We'll take everything out but your stereo and your records. We'll just strip the place down enough and just have like a rave party. Okay, hold on a second though. Are you are you volunteering to help me move? Is that what I heard there between the lines? I'm so glad I don't have a truck anymore. <laughs> you and Scott are coming down here to help me move. That's very we, nice. 
Gonna hurt yourself beforehand? Yes, I'm gonna break my arm again. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and me and Scott and your daughter moving all your crap. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so we so this giant flea market, uh, just like 40 minutes north of here, and it's like on holidays. Mm-hmm. There's always tons of records, but it's all garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you like Barry Manilow, this is the place to go, right? That'd be my my sister-in-law. Yep. Tom like does. that. Okay. I actually found a copy of found a copy of the first generation X record. And it was it looked so good. And it, it, it had one of those warning signs because it didn't have the inner sleeve at all. No inner sleeve, just straight cardboard. Okay. Well yeah, that someone wouldn't bother to trying to spend an extra fifty cents to put a sleeve in there, but okay. This is the original. I mean who throws that out? Oh, we don't need these, we'll just throw it out. Right. I don't know. But so I was pretty excited about that. The cover was fairly beat up, but the vinyl looked mint. And I also bought another record that I'm sure you don't care about, but I was a big fan of this band when I was a young man. They're called the Smithereens. Do you oh, the, the oh yeah, I remember the Smithereens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so three records in a row that I really liked. They're called uh, Green Thoughts, Eleven, and what was the one before that? Especially for you, buddy. You know so, that. You know what? They played my local. Taste of Skokie or whatever the hell it's called. All Skokie Summerfest. They played that like two years ago. It's on Blue Easter Call, but there was a lot of good stuff at that Taste of Skokie. Yeah. yeah. Well, one year was Psychedelic Furs and the Alarm. So, you know, we've had we've had some decent stuff in between the shit. So, yeah. But the Smithereens did play one year. I remember that. So, I actually uh, was looking at... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I was going to say, I was actually... Uh, I'm thinking about coming coming down to see you here. Shortly, sooner rather. Cool. I hope. I hope so. Hey, hold on a second. Do you have that Generation X album close to hand or not? I do not. It's downstairs. Because okay. the the only reason I ask is because much like with the Clash first album, I believe the Generation X first album there was the regular English version, and then they did an American version. Well, took, I would suspect it's the American version, but I guess I don't know. Well, they took out four of the regular tracks from the first album <laughs> and put on like singles and B-sides, which didn't fit at all, just like the Clash first album. Mm. So I don't know why they did that for the American market. It never made any sense to me. It's like you guys were too lame to be able to handle the real stuff or something. It didn't make any sense. But anyway. Oh, now you're treating me like a kind of just insulting me? <laughs> No, uh, I'm insulting the record labels, man. The the A and R people who were who were trying to tell you what the, what you should listen to. It, it, I, I guess I didn't pay that much attention, but I don't think it had like extra hits on or anything. Yeah, if it had King Rocker on um, or something, it was it's not the right one. You know the funny thing, the funny thing is, so this happens from time to time. You see this, the vinyl looked really really good. Uh huh. And... Wow. It... Great, by the way, but but this is so loud it's got so much noise oh that's it it needs, so, a, it needs a deep kind of cleaning a... it needs a deep cleaning it sounds like if see i think they already cleaned it. i think that's why it looks so good huh or they do some kind of a resurfacing or thing or something but it sounds i don't know listen i'm gonna next time i come see you i'm actually gonna bring some records i know you bought a record cleaner and i, I don't think you've used it but we're gonna break that sucker out that sounds good that's fine yeah no that's I got good a couple that that are new that skip and i i can see they're just dirty so well i actually bought some stuff because i got a i got another <laughs> i got a nice 200 hundred dollar bonus at work because i'm so good um <laughs> but but what they give you is an amazon gift card so i actually bought some things for my turntable like a 
like a thing so I could tell that the needle was weighted correctly and shit like that. So my turntable is as, is as good as it's ever going to be. My first car. Yeah. So, so, so basically I got some like protractor thing so I can tell that the stylus is lined up correctly and all kinds of shit. So basically, yeah, as it's, if it skips on here, there's definitely something wrong with it. So yeah, we'll give them all a good deep clean and uh, and see what we can do. And then if you come down, man, tell you all the record stores are pretty much, pretty much open for business, I believe until our crazy mayor decides to shut everything down. But uh, right now everything's open. So yeah, come down. Our gyms, I think open today. That was one of the very last things. Hmm. So, so I'm going to be headed off the right away to the gym. I was going to, gonna say is that is that somewhere that you've been missing buddy it's funny i went to the gym for years but i never got particularly thin so i always thought oh you know this isn't doing me any good but now that i quit going i definitely feel worse yeah for, no definitely for so, sure yeah i could see that it could do some cardio yeah so, cardio yeah because tom so, has a pool tom has a pool but his favorite thing to do in the pool is stand in a drink and listen to the ramones so. <laughs> exactly it's hardly exercise <laughs> Even though, even though I have to say, I really enjoyed doing that too, man. It was fantastic. <laughs> I had a really good weekend just like, it, hanging out and doing it shit. It sucks so bad too because it was so nice. The weather was so nice all summer. We had a beautiful summer. Yeah. And then like yesterday or Sunday, it was just like, it was like the somebody flipped the switch. Yeah, it's like freaking I mean, freezing. We're, now but, we're barely getting 60. Yeah, it's been pissing down. It's been terrible. But that being said, it's supposed to be back up in the 80s again next week, so. Is it? Yeah. Well, we didn't close the pool yet. Yeah. So Even, I'm good. sure we'll be close this weekend. Once kids go back to school, it's pretty much over, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'll come up for one more visit so we can hit the pool some more. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I, I, we'll save this for next time, but I actually, yeah, I got an idea for coming down and see you. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Sounds good. Um, okay. Want to play another song? I, I'm trying to actually look this up. I can't remember if it was in our email or, but we got a buddy in Greece. His name is Pierce. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't know if... See, because I don't think this band... This band's not Greek, but he played in a band called the Cheapskates. And it's your favorite, Neil. It's like a Scott Punk thing. That's right. And the the cover has got like a like a schoolgirl with pigtails or something, which... Hmm. <laughs> these, day, these days it won't be allowed at all. Anyway, so. I can't... I can't but yeah, he played, in a, he played in a band called trying to see if it's in our messages or if it's an email or what but yeah he played in a band called the cheapskates the cheapskates and uh they were like a ska punk band and we're gonna play what he said was probably their best known song which is teen slasher slasher so this is the cheapskates teen slasher Somebody outside, so I'll run upstairs I won't live to see the sequel I'll 
There you go. That was the cheapskates with uh, Teen Slasher. Um, and even though we lived in Greece now, I do believe that he's from England, right? And I think so too. I think he's English. Yeah, and the fact is, and I'm looking at this, I don't know if it's an album or it's the single, but it's called Nobody's Prefect. It's supposed to, you know, obviously a, a play on the words of nobody's perfect. But in, Eng- uh-huh. but in England, when, when you were um, in one of the upper schools, like 17, 18, you'd be called what was known as a prefect, which well, like would the, be, the yeah, like the like the upper school or whatever. You actually got to, almost like a position of power, right? We got to tell all the kids, the smaller kids, what to do and stuff like that. So that was what a prefect was. I was a prefect, actually, in my school. Oh, I need to say it. I used to wear a gown, all that kind of shit. Man, I was a, that was a total thing because I played cricket for the school team, and I was a captain. Of the, I was captain of the school team. I had a special stripy blazer and stuff like that, so I was I was big shot. Oh, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I think they had those on Harry Potter. I think that's why I know what that is. Yeah, you, <laughs> yes, my school my school was very much like Harry. <laughs> like Hogwarts. Yes, Harry Harry oh, like, Harry uh... Cooter. Yeah gone over an hour here just talking without even with let alone the music this is going to be another another long one no i don't i don't think so man i don't think so at all actually uh i think it'll be an hour 30 same as usual because most of these songs are going to be short right so i was just thinking today i think i told you that i've actually on my top 10 albums of 2020 so far i've actually bought vinyl on almost every single one of them at least my top, my top seven or something like that. I have vinyl on uh, the vinyl of all of them, so that's pretty good. Just got the I just got the cheats vinyl, and I haven't even spun it yet. Oh, you did? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you get the pink one or the black one? I got the black one. Okay. Okay. And yeah, um, uh, he uh, Todd sent us a little care package. Todd from the cheats. It was very nice, and I. Uh, yeah, hopefully, you've all heard that episode because man, no, he's least, a least, he's a good guy, and uh, those guys do, deserve some support. So, if you like the music, go go and buy that album because it's really good. I felt like the least I could do was order the record, so I did do yeah. that. So, yeah. so yeah. But you got the yeah. black, you got the black vinyl one, right? Oh, go ahead. No, so you got the black vinyl one. Say again. You got the black. Yes, yes. No, I didn't get all the, I didn't get all the extras like that. Like the handkerchief and all that crap. So, so, so with maximum rock and roll, it's bandana. Handkerchief, handkerchief is for sissies. Bandanas for tough guy bikers. So, with maximum rock and roll, are you only allowed to uh, review black albums? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. No I colored vinyl. I mean, no. What I meant by that was no colored vinyl. Oh. Only black vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. White vinyl is considered color vinyl. Ironically, I don't, I don't know, Neil. That's that's. Yeah. Like I said, what if you're like half black, half yeah. white? It's very, I don't, I don't, it's very confusing, isn't it? It's like a point system or something. See, they've they've really they're really painting themselves into a corner with this nonsense. They it really is. are. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. Listen, like I said, I listen, man. I I love inclusivity. I love variety of opinions. I think that's great. But it has to happen sort of naturally. Naturally, exactly. You can't have the fucking uh, shit forced down your throat. Because the other thing is, you're gonna lose. You know, you're gonna state say no to quality because it's not from a. You know, it's just, you, you got to ultimately take quality over quantity. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get, maybe I'm just being a bitter old, you know, white fart. No, you're being sensible. Says the even older, more bitter. No, it's having what? a, it's a, you know what? It's one of those things that comes with age. As a matter of fact, and I know younger people hate to hear that, but it's true. You get to have a much more balanced view on things. No, I agree. And, um, and uh, you know, and it's basically just telling all you youngsters you're full of shit. 
Well, and you, you don't know you're full of shit yet, but you are. You're full of shit. And, and you think and you, you know everything and you don't know anything. Every so. single presidential election, every single one, they say what? The parties say what? This is the most important election in history. Yep. They say that every time. And after about four cycles, you're like, okay, that's crap. Nothing really changes. So, anyway. Anyway. Dude, that's coming up too, isn't it? That's like, yeah, that's like, that's two, like two months that's away. She can't wait for it to be over one way or the other. Oh, it's, dude, it's going to be such a shit show. Because no matter who wins, there's going to be, I mean, it's going to be close. And it's, it's yeah. going to be, it's, oh, Jesus, it's going to be a shit show. It is. It is. Because you pretty much, yeah. Everybody said, oh, we're not going to. I mean, if we lose the ability to have orderly elections, then we officially have our third world country, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, seriously, right? It's it's going that way, and you know, basically, Trump has said he's you know, when, if he loses and it's close, he's going to contest the election, and it's just going to be a, it's going to be a complete, complete shit show. So yeah, lots to look forward to in the next couple of months, eh? As bad as 2020 has been so far, it has the opportunity to get even worse. <laughs> so it's going to uh, be great. Let's play a song to lift our spirits and get out of here. Uh, well, unfortunately, I believe the last song is in a band called Slump Test. So <laughs> that, that, that's not, that's not uh, filling me full of confidence. But uh, so, so a couple of years ago, I went to a couple of years ago. Everything I had fun I did was a couple of years ago. Why is that, Neil? How many new fun last year? Yes, before you actually, knew me, funnily enough. What's up with that? I I opened with talking about that thing in Milwaukee. That was actually last year. That was 2019 mm-hmm. that I met the DUIs guy. Um, so two years ago, and I I know I've talked about this before. I went to the Punk and Drublick Beer and Punk Festival, which was the one that No Effects was supposed to headline, but then they made those extremely offensive comments about. After the Las Vegas shooting and all that, you remember that? Yeah, it was funny as hell. I mean, fuck, it's I mean, funny. It's on. a joke. It's a fucking joke. You, a you know, you knew it was a snake when you picked it up. You can't be upset when it bites you. I you mean, you can't get upset by jokes. It's just uh, a joke. Yes, with no effects too. The reason I don't feel terribly bad for him is if you get yourself in these huge corporate sponsorship situations, you can't be surprised when they dump you at the first sign of controversy. Right. But that said, these big corporations knew what no effects was. They knew they were a snake when they picked them up. Yeah. And it wasn't that offensive. It was just, it just, it just was, I mean, it was in poor taste. Absolutely. But you know, whatever. That's who said that's punk funny. rock was supposed to be in good taste. I remember no effects. No effects has always been offensive. I remember, you know, and this was clearly a joke, but I remember seeing him at Riot Fest and they're like, oh, how come they let all the lazy people sit in the front? And he was pointing at the handicap the section. The handicap section. Right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's sort of funny. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I'm offended. So, I'm going to write a letter to somebody and try and get them banned because they they hurt they hurt people's feelings that I don't know, but I'm sure I'm sure their feelings were hurt. I think we do get. It's so funny now, and you know, you go online and it's and this is both sides of the political spectrum. Somebody will say something, and then the comments will be like, "Oh, watch it all! Watch all the libtards act like snowflakes!" or Watch all the Trump lovers, you know, cry about this. And I don't see any Trump lovers crying. I don't see any libtards crying. I only see people talking about them crying. And that becomes a conversation like, oh, look at the way all these, this political party that I don't like reacted to this thing. But they never even reacted to it. It was just these people piling on about how they reacted to, you know, it's just, it's crazy, right? It's you know crazy. what I'm talking about? You understand that phenomenon I'm talking oh my about? God. I'm sorry. Can you hit the bass outside? It's a car going by with the bass so high that I think the whole car is shaking. Excellent. Only one thing to do. Open your window and crank your stereo up. <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so anyway, I met so I met people. <laughs> back to the slump test. So it's it's funny, you know, you go to these things, you meet people, and you know, and I I met a guy who was a listener to the regular Punk News podcast, so he knew who I was. It was kind of fun, actually. You know, it's sort of nice, you know. So so when you go to something like that, do you be have a like a Punk News T-shirt, or do you live in the do you sleep in the Punk News tent, or how does I that work? Rolling neon necklace that says, "Ask me about Punk News." No, I just uh, <laughs> it, it just came up in conversation. Okay. I mean, I do have a Punk News T-shirt. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, I'm kind of a big deal. Do you know who I am? Let me in over there, please. Get me no, to the I don't front. remember. How- but we just, you know, you just start having conversations with people. What it was is the people you end up talking to, it was like this closed up area where you could do sample beer sampling. Yeah, yeah. And because I was a VIP, because I was with Punk News and I got everything comped. There there it was right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was funny when I'm writing about this thing because I'm like, man, there's a lot of things I didn't like about this, but I didn't have to pay for anything. So that's not even true. Even though everything was comped, except for my regular eating and drinking. Even that cost me an arm and a leg. Hmm. I mean, it was, you know, everything was expensive. I think draft beers were 10 bucks or somewhere around there. Where but, was this? This was in Ohio or something? <laughs> pardon me. Bless you. Jesus. Yeah, it's in, uh, by Columbus, some little pissant town in Ohio. Oh, is this the one? So, that, was this the one that's now like Camp Anarchy or something? Was that yeah, that one? Yeah, it's not Anarchy. It's literally the opposite of Anarchy. Yeah. It's literally more rules than, I mean, it's worse than going to Disneyland. There's so many rules. I think you pretty much had to sign a waiver surrendering nine of your 10, uh, you know, civil rights to, uh, <laughs> yep. But, uh, it was, fun. I mean, somebody I'll tell that story, the whole thing. But anyway, I met a guy and he was there with his brother and his brother and this other guy literally were in the process of like forming a band when we met and they formed this band called slump test. This band is from Nashville, Tennessee, and they do kind of like a garage rock, uh, punk i mean it's not like it's like a hardcore punk thing but it's definitely got punk influence and it's kind of like this cool muscular uh uh kind of rootsy garage rock thing so yeah let's check it out this is slump test and this is how do you take it Down from the mountain top, 
Your blessings are a targeted drop As you strike Righteous, righteous, righteous son of man, ancient. I got a righteous, righteous, righteous son of man, ancient. I got a righteous, righteous, righteous son of man, ancient. I got a righteous, righteous, righteous son of man, ancient. Hey! How do you take it? How do you take it? The pressure, the pressure, the pressure. How do you take it? So two, two sugars and cream, please. Thank you. That's how I take it. My man Chris, who uh, I met at that thing, and he doesn't do social media, uh, but we exchanged phone numbers and we've uh, been texting back and forth for like the last two years, occasionally. If you're in a so, band, if you're in a band, it probably isn't a good idea to not do social media. What? No, no, it's not his band. It's his brother's band. Okay, but even so, I mean, it's just one of those. It's a, it's, it's like a, it's like a, an, an evil, a necessary evil these days, right? Because of his job, he didn't want to do social media, and I think that's great because you see so many people losing their jobs because of stupidness on social media. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just can't. <sighs> I don't know. I feel a little better venting. I hope we didn't uh, alienate anyone, but, you know, at this point, what did I say about NoFax? You knew we were snakes when you picked us up. You knew, you were, we, you knew we were snakes when you put us on. So. I don't think you've said anything particular offensive, particular, particularly offensive tonight, buddy. I don't really don't think so. Sensitive, no? Huh? Or are they just pretending to be sensitive? I don't know. Apart from the taking the newsprint and bringing it on our faces, that was, that was pretty awful. I'm thinking of writing a letter to someone and getting you banned. Blackface joke, yes. That was I've never I've never blackface. I'm gonna write a letter to the lead singer of Echo and the Bunny Men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a young ones joke. If you if you ever seen the show The Young Ones, it's a that was a young ones joke. I mean I'm sure you wrote him back in the day, right? No, he was lo- he was local. I used to oh. see him I used to see him in Liverpool all the time. Like he's not so great. Ian McCulloch, mm. yeah, walking up and down uh Church Street, yeah. I used to see him. Yeah, pretty cool, really. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, right. uh, you know, Johnny Marr from the Smiths uh, sold me a Gang of Four T-shirt once. How's that? How's that for a brush with greatness? Hmm. Beat that. Well, I guess he knew what he was doing when he got away from that Morrissey character, huh? <laughs> no, this is before. This is when the Smiths ah. were just forming. This is like eighty-one or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like to sum up by talking about what we learned, but I don't think we learned anything. So. Uh, we learned, we, you know what we learned? You, you know what? We did you, learn one thing. Fuck maximum rock and roll. How's that? That's what we learned. And we, and, uh, you, the listeners learned that if you want us to play your band, you have to listen to us rant and rave about a whole bunch of unrelated stuff in between. Yes. And you so, also learned that apparently we don't like Italian people. <laughs> so, speak for yourself. You know. You're the one who will make you oh, do the accent again. Of the Italians. We love you Italians. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yes. Anyway, thanks for listening. 
Please direct all your hate mail to Neil Liverpool. <laughs> At Liverpool Neil, yes, yes. I die podcast or Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail, and uh, hey, we'll be back at you soon. We got last couple. We've had you know a couple good, couple really great guests lately, honestly, and I'm sure there'll be more. And like I said, we'll either be back with part two of this or some other unsuspecting guest. Yep. So everybody, so, um, stay free. And... You got to say, I, I get we get the, the most mail we get is if Neil forgets to say stay free, we get we get a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah. So. Stay Good free and keep a little mark in your heart. Okay. Smell you later. How many catchphrases do you need, pal? I need two. <laughs> I'm up to two, maybe three. All right. Adios, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you.